guys, this is Florent from Emerub. Welcome to our episode for Emerge about properties. Um, today we have uh, Jan from Innozen. So Jan, you are, thank you for coming. You're leading thank Innozen, you that is uh, what's a property uh, management company. Can you tell us a bit more about wha- what you do? Yes, absolutely. So yeah, thanks for, for having me over here, uh, Flo. And um, just to give you an insight about uh, Innozen, Innozen in the end is a property management company here in Bali. We focus predominantly on villas from uh, foreign investors. Okay. Yeah. And uh, what is property management? Yeah, this Pro- is the first question. Yeah. What yeah. is property management? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So, so what is property management? In the end, property management, I would call it the absolute backbone of any financial investment into real estate. The reason why is because uh, property management in the end ensures the proper maintenance of a property. Um, it ensures uh, good tenant satisfaction. And in the end also, it really makes sure that you can optimize your financial returns. Okay, so if I'm an investor and I want to invest in a property in Bali, um, let's say I don't want to live uh, in this property, but just because I want to make a uh, a good ROI with the property, you would recommend to go to a management company because w- what do you do on the day to day? How 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 do you make sure? Do you handle the bookings? Do you handle the maintenance? What are the the main points? If I was I want to invest, why I would go to you instead of to go to do it myself? What yeah. what would be the advantages of uh, of that? Yeah. yeah, that's a very good f- question, Flo. Um, so in the end, if you are an investor wanting to invest here in Bali, um, you really seriously should consider taking a property management company on board. Um, and I will tell you exactly why. Um, one is actually the local regulations. The local regulations are much different to uh, the countries where you most likely are yeah. from. And you want to make sure that you are really in line with the legal regulations here in Bali. And you want to work with a professional that knows how to deal with the real estate investments here. So that's number one. Number two, you have to take into consideration uh, Bali is a tropical paradise. Yeah, it's amazing. But at the same time, we are also living in the middle of the jungle. Yeah. yeah? And uh, living in the middle of the jungle means also that there is a lot of, um, let's say, wear and tear on the property just naturally because nature tends to take over on on these properties. Yeah, the wind, the the rain, the humidity, the termites. Yes, (laughs) exactly. Like the entire, (laughs) the entire uh, uh, nature, the abundance of this beautiful nature that's here is basically, you know, constantly um, working on the properties. And you do need to make sure that you have a professional team on board that constantly takes care of making sure that the property is is you know still still running properly and and uh, obviously we love nature and we want we want nature to be incorporated actually in yeah. our properties to the most extent but so that it's still livable you know you want to avoid mold which is a big one you want to avoid uh, just like you mentioned termites uh, infestation um, and that's where you really want to have the so your stuff is going to uh, to visit or you go to visit the property on behalf of the the owner when the owner is aboard he's not here. Yes, yeah. exactly. So basically, when uh, it depends obviously on the um, specific structure, but when uh, the investor is here, usually we go together with the investor to check out the property. We will do a proper assessment. One is actually the location, the, the right one at the beginning. 
um, and then uh, later on also on how we can actually work together and making this run. So it, yeah. it gives a peace to the investor, even when he's in New York or in uh, Australia or China, this person can still uh, live and sleep because they know that their property is, is taken care of by, the, by somebody. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So basically yeah. we, we make sure that uh, they are going to be completely taken care of in terms of the yeah. property management here. Yes. So do you handle the staff of the, the person or do you provide uh, the staff for, you know? Um, for example, I have, a, let's say I have a, a villa in Chengdu and I have a pool, you know, and we know that pool is a lot of maintenance, you know, you know, and uh, you have to take care, you have to make sure that the, the water is always... Uh, in a good uh, good color, you know, not so green, because if yeah. you want to rent it out. So do you handle also all these providers, or is it still the, the owner that uh, has to take care uh, himself about all these things, or do you handle everything? Yes. So uh, in the end, it is a corporation model. We, on our side, we have the entire span of taking care of, of the entire spectrum of uh, property management. That means whether it be garden and gardening service, whether it be pool service, cleaning service, cooking stuff, etc. Nice. So that's that's one thing. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that's one thing that we can completely cover. Yeah, the entire spectrum. However, um, there's also sometimes cases when um, property owners come to us and say, "Hey, you know what? We would love to use your cleaning service, but actually, we have a pool guy we have great experience with." Yeah. We don't want to, you know, uh, force ourselves and our 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 staff onto the sure. villa. If there's a trust, sorry, if there's a trusted staff in the end that's um, able to work with the villa, already connected to the uh, to the property owner, we we manage them as well. So we can manage their staff, and then we also bring oh, our staff great, yeah. and fill basically yeah. the holes wherever yeah, there is. Sometimes you lease a property or you buy a property, and uh, you use the uh, the cleaner or the maid or the person that. You've been for for a few years and you don't want to change because you trust the person, but you can still handle uh, all these things. How do you handle it? Do you handle the payment as well? Yes. Yeah. So yes, the correct. owner pay you. Yeah. Yeah. So um, so how we currently operate is that usually the entire finances is being covered by us. So we actually have an entire financial system. Uh, backed by AI, we are currently actually introducing AI as well wow. uh, uh, in order to make this even a, a smarter working system um, to to help with the entire cash flows. So we take care of actually rental income uh, and uh, we also take care of all the expenses that are out there. At the end of the month, the property owner simply gets one balance sheet. He gets uh, the details about, okay, what was the cash flow, what was going in, what was going out. And he, in the end, knows what is the the profit. That's great. Yeah, so it's a complete hands-off solution. So basically, the owner just buy the property, give to you, and get back the ROI, and just pay you every month uh, for for the expenses. How, how does it work? You take a, like a monthly fee on it, or or is it uh, just uh, your price? For example, I have my villa, yep. and um, you just send me the invoice of the um, the gardener or the the invoice of the 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 pool guy and you take a commission on it or is it a monthly fee or fixed fee how do you work but it always depends the property yeah. how does it work for with uh... um so usually we have a fixed fee so we mm -hmm. take a fixed percentage mm -hmm. um off of the property and that always depends on the size of the property and also the amount of services that are sure. incorporated 
yeah, so depending if they want to have the entire spectrum or just a small uh, piece of our services, based on that we take a percentage, plus obviously um, all the um, additional costs that are uh, run, so like basically the, the maintenance cost, uh, they are completely forwarded to the landlord. So we have two parts because you say so you handle the costs and do you uh, so the percentages are on the revenue? How do you do you handle the revenue as well? The the bookings, the Airbnb uh, accounts. How, how does it work? Correct. So um, if they want so, so this is definitely one of our services that we handle the complete booking as well, and uh, we would then take the percentage of of the revenue and uh, the rest would be just maintenance costs etc that we bill the landlord directly oh, that's great yeah. so uh, and you do you handle the marketing as well or not or is just uh, or is it an extra service or yeah. uh, so um here obviously uh we have to uh, also again speak with a with a landlord on on what kind of marketing he requires usually we have a fixed package mm -hmm. so we can do the entire maintenance we can do the entire sales process uh, including our marketing services um, and that's usually fixed in our percentage. So okay. that's already all in. Yeah. If they want additional additional marketing expenses, etc., we can discuss. But in the end, actually, to keep it simple, really, for 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 our uh, for our clients, for our landlords, uh, we usually just prefer giving them a one-time fee, a monthly a monthly percentage mm -hmm. fee, and that handles everything. Okay, I see. I see. But so the, the, it's a percentage. But if there is no revenue. How does it work? There is a fixed fee, not percentage. Well, um, that's actually. I mean, in Bali, it's yeah. difficult to make no revenue. But let's say, yeah. let's say, magically there is no yeah. revenue, or because yeah. the property uh, stop because yeah. they have some works to do on it. How yeah. how does it work? Yeah. Yeah. So um, we have to separate the the percentage that we charge and the running maintenance cost. I see. I see. So the running maintenance cost, no matter what happens, if there's revenue coming in or not. The landlord has to cover. Okay. Yeah. Our percentage is based off of the revenue, yeah. and that actually is a, somewhat of an advantage, I would say, for the landlords because that incentivizes us to maximize the revenue of our of our clients. I see. Yeah. And that way, we want to make sure that we do our best job possible to get as much money, yeah. you know, for 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 our landlords, and therefore we get our percentage. Oh, great, great, yeah. great. Yeah, it's uh, it's very peaceful for. Our for the owners, you know, because uh, yeah, they, you know, like I said, if you're not in Bali and you want to uh, to give the opportunity to somebody to uh, to uh, to not having to think, you know, because when you're investment in the villa, it's not easy to sleep sometimes yes. because you're, you don't know what's happening with your villa. You're not here at six hours flight, ten hours flight, or even more. Uh, it's great to have somebody. Um, one of the question I have is um, what kind of um, you know, properties, you know, we in Bali or in Indonesia, you can get a freehold or a leasehold. What kind of uh, investment people you see are doing at the moment? And what kind of, um, yeah, yeah, investors you have? Uh, yeah. Do you see them more going to villas, to apartment, one, two bedroom? It would be very interesting to, to understand what is the, the trend on the market at the moment for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, thanks for the, the question. I mean, there's um, a couple of shifts currently in trends that are going on. Um, traditionally, um, people were always trying to go for freehold. There was a big rush on freehold. And obviously right now still, if people get a chance in the hold of freehold, they will go for this option. 
Um, now uh, there's been a, a big rush uh, actually on 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 Bali already for the last I would say two three years. Yeah. It has um, the real estate prices shot up, and that's why more and more freehold options are coming onto the market. And it's actually yeah. still okay. Because and the reason why I'm saying it's still okay is because the ROI in ba in Bali is actually incredibly high. Yeah. Um, uh, sometimes we have to downplay the ROI in order to not um, to not make uh, our potential clients think that we are joking. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. When you see the occupancy rate yes. on AirDNA, sometimes eighty percent, ninety percent. There are some villas are a hundred percent during the year, and people can can think that we're you're exaggerating, you know. Exactly. But it's incredibly. A fully book most yes. of the time and yeah. I, I had another podcast and i was explaining if you are looking at the moment to rent a house just for yourself monthly i mean it's super difficult on the market yes it's um it's a very high roi at the moment for for some uh, some properties so yes indeed uh, i think the freehold your rights um, has been um uh, booming yeah. and i think a lot of developers also were promoting these huge areas with maybe 50, 100 hours, 200 hours to buy it and to split into a smaller piece yeah. and uh, to make it on a freehold again, like by splitting the certificate or making leasehold uh, sublink behind. But in terms of the, the client that are going to you, uh, usually they bought it in freehold, you would say? Or, and uh, so they build their own villa or they bought a villa and they give to you. Yeah. So um, uh, we would actually we have a mixture. So we yeah. have a mixture of freehold and leasehold. Yeah. So both of that is there. And in the end, um, again, speak to us. Uh, we can talk about what are the uh, pros and cons of leasehold and freehold. Um, and also how we can actually make a business plan and see whether the RI is functioning. Yeah. Um, that's obviously the most important task for the for the, uh, for us and also to look for the to see for the investor. Um, you asked about the trends and what is yeah. currently going on yeah. in Bali as well. I kind of want to dive into yeah. that one as well. Um, actually, there's been a, a quite big shift, as I mentioned earlier already. The last two three years have been incredibly dynamic on the market, and uh, one of the big shifts is actually that um, there's a big big movement towards. Um, more eco-friendly and sustainable buildings. So um, a lot of actually the the international investors, um, obviously they come oftentimes from big cities. You know, they live in the concrete jungle. When they yeah. come to Bali, they want the real jungle. They all want, yeah. Yeah, they want the real <laughs> jungle, but including obviously all the luxuries that they have. You know, from living from living also in, in the big cities, and uh, that's where. Um, um, we actually advise a lot on um, eco-friendly buildings, sustainable building, and there's a big trend towards that. So seeing this the last two, three years, there's been a lot of new projects coming in that direction. It's going to continue. So but people, uh, do they find this kind of product in Bali? Um, yes. So yeah. they can find it already, one. And number two, actually, there's now uh, world-renowned architects that are flocking in yeah. uh, from London, from Germany, etc., yeah. uh, that are currently building already really amazing world-class level eco-friendly buildings. Well, this is the beauty of Bali, it's attracting people from around the world and exactly. different uh, energy and different uh, influence uh, mixed with the with the, the, the Balinese tradition as well. So you, have, yes. you can have beautiful villa here in Bali for that. Mm -hmm. um, so most of the villa you handle, 
Is it, you would say, one, two, three, four bedroom? How, how do you see the, as a, because you were mentioning that you make also some business plan yeah. to help them. Uh, we, we have also our clients uh, on this point. And um, the question is, uh, is what would, first, what is the trend? Is people are looking more for one, two, three? For sure, more you have bedrooms. Normally, more it's expensive because it's bigger. Yeah. And with what kind of um, properties will bring the highest ROI at the moment? For I mean, the, uh, from your your side, yeah. Yeah. So um, in terms of the what type of villas uh, we manage, actually, we we rather focus on the larger project villas. So. Mm -hmm. We're going uh, between uh, three bedrooms to five, six bedrooms. Wow! So actually, the larger, the larger uh, scale ones. Um, that's so far our our focus, and there's actually um, a quite good demand that was already out there. Uh, people want to to build a little paradise here in Bali, yeah. and uh, we are happy to to help manage these properties. Yeah. yeah. Speaking on the ROI. Um, for the ROI, if you just look at ROI, usually smaller projects might be actually even uh, more, I would say, um, uh, more profitable. Uh, there's a lot of uh, one-bedroom villas that are coming up and uh, that are usually very easily rented out. Sometimes it's harder to rent out the two to three, four-bedroom villas. There's yeah. a lot actually on the market already. So we do currently see a bit of a niche in, in the one to two-bedroom villas. Yeah. And where you could actually maximize your ROI. Yeah, yeah. I, I would have say because I was most of the the bedroom. Uh, if you look at AirDNA, it's like two, three bedrooms. Yeah, I would say it. I think it depends also what is your. I think for long term lease or long term, because we were talking, a lot of people are coming to Bali now and live in Bali. Okay, and yep. and they are looking for a place where they can bring also their family. Yeah. And they can uh, live here for a few months. So, I think this kind of properties for two, three bedrooms start to be uh, very interesting because uh, you can have a couple of friends, uh, or friends and couples coming and joining. Yeah. And the one bedroom used to be on the market very, um, I would say, guest house or mm -hmm. hotel. So you didn't have so much one bedroom. Yeah, or yeah. quality one, you know, it was difficult. So it's still, I think, yeah, you're right, a good investment to do. Six bedroom, I think it's it's uh, it's a huge investment, but yes. uh, you can find it. But it's uh, in these cases, you need to put a high price to uh, to maximize because the occupancy will not be a uh, ninety to hundred percent. But um, yeah, you can make few things uh, with that. Um, yeah. yeah, please. Sorry, yeah. sorry, no, no. Um, but actually, no, very good point. Um, which I fully agree with you on the three, two to th three bedroom villas in terms of families. And that was also one of the trends I was wanting to mention today here um, is uh, just like you very well mentioned, there is a big shift towards more long-term uh, villa rentals. Yeah. So in the past where it was the traditional tourism, let's say they come in here for a week, two weeks, three weeks, with probably since the time of COVID, things changed a lot. Re remote work came up yeah. a lot. Digital nomads are flocking into the island yeah. and they are here to stay. Yeah. yeah. So they are coming and they want to stay, uh, just like you said, they want to stay two, three, sometimes six months. Yeah. yeah some even a year or longer. Yeah. And, and that's the shift currently we're seeing in the market. Yeah. And also that's what we talk to our clients when they ask about how to set up the property yeah so how should i actually 
um, uh, you know, design and uh, do the interior design for the property. Things are changing. It's not yeah. anymore the classical tourists coming in and going out. Yeah. yeah, we're looking at okay, how do we have proper uh, Wi-Fi working, yeah, exactly, working yeah. stations, co-working yeah. opportunities, yeah. things like a that. A piece of garden where I can have my coffee outside in the morning. Yes. Usually, before this, we were saying people were looking for a guest house. They're waking up, go yep. to uh, Ubud, go for a trek, go into the rice field in the jungle. But people are more living now in the in the property that's uh, are built, you know? Yes. So you want to wake up, you want to have your coffee, you want to go back to work on your laptop, you want to have a privacy, you need to have a small kitchen because you want, uh, you don't have time maybe to go to the restaurant or something, so you want to, to, to be able to cook maybe quickly something, you know? So I think also the, the type of property has changed uh, about that because it's what I was saying, I, and I was looking at the one bedroom. The problem of the one bedroom on the market, I found that we are not uh, well equipped compared to the two, three bedroom. Usually there was right. no kitchen, there was yeah. no uh, garden or no no pool or things like this. And was and I think it's you still have on the market this ability to build this because you have also couple that have no kids and yeah, they that's want opportunity. Yeah, it's right? an opportunity. So it's still definitely on the market. more opportunity. Yeah. 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 Um, where do you see people, where do you manage your properties at the moment and where do you see people uh, building and properties that you will have to manage in the future? If you had to market uh, a place or if somebody comes to you to say, okay, I want to build a property and I want to give you the management of the property, where do you advise me? Would advise me to, to it's difficult always to advise somebody because we feel always responsible after because I have the same question, you know, yeah. but at the end, it's always a decision of the investor for sure. But where do you see the trend at the moment uh, in Bali? So we currently see trends in uh, two key areas, I would say, and that is one is around the Chenggu area, north and south of it. Um, a lot of development, actually new development is hap happening north of uh, Chenggu, which is Pernaran, even going up to Sese. Uh, that's where actually a lot of things are happening. Um, that's one. And the second one that's actually really, I would say, um, yeah, somewhat blowing up right now is uh, Uluwatu. Yeah. And Uluwatu is, I would say, for has been kind of neglected for a long time. People did not look at it. Yeah. But it's a beautiful area. It's I got know. probably one of the most beautiful beaches yeah. of Bali. It's got all the... Like, it's the most beautiful one. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. And it's got these amazing, amazing uh, beach clubs yeah. over there. It's got Savaya. Yeah. It's got the Cliff House. Yeah. Um, stunning sunsets and um, since the G20 uh, Bali was hosting the G20 that was happening in Uluwatu yeah. so the entire infrastructure has been completely redone yeah, the streets yeah. are pristine probably the best quality streets I, think I, I agree with you because these two areas I would say is that the two areas if I had to build something after I'm not here to, to give advice on that but if I had to build something indeed north of Changu, it's still what was Changu or Umalas before Correct. in terms of landscape and, and beaches, you know. But I live in the south, personally, and uh, in uh, in Uluwatu, and I, people, uh, I mean, we mentioned in one of our previous podcasts, but uh, if people didn't listen to the previous one, people were switching the land before, you know, because mm -hmm. you could not make any rice, you know, it's very dry area. And yeah, normally you have less rain, even less rain than Chengdu yeah. during the, the dry season. 
because the, the wind is blowing from east anyway. So Visaves and was very there was only Nusadua at the time, you know, right. they, they make all the huge resort, which is very beautiful resort and beautiful places if you go for vacation. But to live Uluwatu since the COVID is is just booming, you know. Correct. I remember I moved there also uh, myself there during the COVID, and just every week there is a new place, you know, restaurants, building, new villas, and like you said, before the beach club were fins, where uh, uh, the W here, the you had the, the potato head and things. But now you have beach club there. That's you have the, the White Rock, I mean, uh, the Temptation. Right. You had, um, uh, the, like you mentioned Lukifo, Savaya, which bring yeah. uh, most of the famous DJ also in the world coming there. So it's, I think, yeah, it's, it's, it's very nice area where the price is coming to Changu almost, not yet, but almost. So I think it, yeah. it's a right time to invest and to give to after management uh, company the 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 property yeah and yeah. you still have space to build if you want to have one Correct. two three four because I think the difficulty also sometimes you can find in some areas is the space to build you know to have uh, like we said you want to have one one bedroom or two bedroom but you have a, one piece of garden in Changu now it's difficult huh? if you want to have a, right. to build a big land yeah. and have a garden you know so I think these areas you mentioned are very very essential yeah to yes and also consider I mean in the end both areas are most likely going to be um, booming no matter what yeah. but uh, what for Iluwatu what speaks for Iluwatu is um, the proximity to the airport yeah. uh, you're actually much closer to the airport than uh, Chengu and the, the infrastructure is a bit better yeah yeah, Chengdu will always be most likely the the hip um, global nomad hotspot. Yeah. Uh, it's where the sunsets are. That's where the surfers are. It's yeah. a surfer beach. Yeah, so both areas are going to be uh, developing really well. Yeah, yeah but they develop. Even I saw last time there was a boat between Chengdu and Uluwatu. You have like a taxi boat now going. Yes. For two hundred something, yes. and uh, you can go so to avoid the traffic. So yeah. you can see when you have a taxi boat between two hours, it means that this two hours starts to be a bit yeah, the place where. Um, but there's I think even a yacht service now coming up. Have you heard about that? There's uh, uh, a yacht service now that's uh, actually an investor coming from Dubai. Yeah, bringing in really high level yachts over here, um, uh, focusing on the Uluwatu and Chengdu clients. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, I'm not surprised because this is a. Uh, Exactly what we mentioned uh, also in some podcasts is I think also the the kind of population that is coming to uh, to Bali and uh, the um, the wealth of people is yeah. changing. Yeah, we were mentioning. You said you have villas with five bedroom, four bedroom is because people are coming with their families and um, you know. And when you have four five bedroom, they want to bring friends. They yeah, want to you want to bring them. friends, etc. And. Uh, and yeah, you need some money to be able to to maintain also uh, uh, big families and yeah. things. So I think also yeah, it's changing a bit in terms of population that is coming. And when you are investing, it's very important always to know who are you targeting, yeah. what is your target, because like you said, you can build and so you can come six months and another digital or person wants to rent it for six months, you can rent for six months, yeah. or you can sublease and make a longer. Uh, lease for for the people depending if you so i i think i don't know but what you think but bali now is great for this kind of investment doesn't matter if you want to live here or not 
it's great investment. You can just invest to get your ROI and even not coming to Bali. Yeah. Or you can just come here, live here for six months, three months, two months, and rent it out the rest of the time. Yeah. yeah. So these two areas, I, I think, yeah, you're right, are, are very good. Um, what, what kind of population uh, or what kind of client do you have? Do you see, is it people who are I would, from Europe, from Australia, from US? Where, where is your, the market? Where do you target your, uh, your people? Yeah, so in terms of um, the, the, let's say the target market, um, or let's say the investors, probably the largest amount is Australia, Australia. and uh, Europe. Yeah. Uh, Europe also quite strong. Um, we actually see Asia a bit on the rise again, especially China. China yeah. was abyss was completely blocked off for three years. You have yeah. to understand now the now the borders are open again. Yeah. So they have they have been working com continuously. They've been making money, and uh, there's a huge interest to invest the money. So yeah. actually, we are foreseeing. That there will be actually quite big um, Chinese crowd also looking to yeah. invest um, into Bali. The American side is not yet so big. That's maybe because also um, Bali from a geolocation is a bit further away. Yeah, so that's difficult yeah, yeah. to come. Well, they, they can transit in uh, in Japan or in transit Singapore. In, in Singapore or yeah. Japan. So so we see somewhat of a of a rising uh, demand also from the US, but that's still. It's still not as big as the Australian. Obviously, yeah. they're close by. Australia yeah. is, is like the second home. Eh? Exactly. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's like very close. It's like the backyard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's the still the number one in terms of entry, you know? I mean, sometimes yeah. we hear there is other nationality also coming to Bali yeah. and things. But when you look at the numbers, Australia is really number one. Eh? After yeah. you have India, Russia, Europe. But yeah. uh, Indian Indian market is, is, is coming a lot. I mean, we... Um, we receive a lot of demand from people from India, and I think they have a, a very high appetite in terms of investment here, and start to look also in these areas. Yeah. Um, mo mostly as a tourist, they were coming, but I think they are trying also to invest. And um, China used to be in one uh, number one with Australia coming here, and I think, like you said, you're right. They they had some savings during the COVID that mm -hmm. now they are ready to. To uh, to invest uh, in the in the world and also the language I think the new generation are speaking more English as they well are. and yes. so it's uh, they are more willing to go to invest to places that uh, they not used to to invest before yeah. because also the the buyer language barrier is uh, is less here than before so yeah, yeah. good uh, point on India as well by yeah. the way I see the same yeah. um, India is really on the rise yeah right i now, mean so. for us it's like uh, uh, it's difficult to give a percentage but maybe 20 percent of the the demand we we could have also on our side are coming from from yeah. india yeah. yeah australia is still number one like i said because yes it's uh yeah and the property market had this discussion in our other podcast the property market is is really hot in uh, in australia and prices are are very high so um, the ROI is still very good in Australia, but I mean, once you can build something there, 
here for the same price you, you get very different uh, property as well so that's exactly. why yeah especially uh, for the crowd from sydney yeah. and melbourne yeah um you know property prices have increased incredibly over the which last is very years. very surprising because yeah. it's a huge continent yes yeah. <laughs> so you could think you have so much place to yeah. build you know but it's uh yeah Everyone wants to be in the same hotspot, yeah, exactly, right? Yeah. And those the guys uh, who want to spend some money, they go there. Yeah. That's why the price has really gone up. The Chinese and the Indians actually also really invested yeah. heavily into Australia. Yeah. And that's where also the prices went up. And like you said, Bali still, uh, in comparison, a quite affordable investment. Yeah, uh, yeah, completely. So. Yeah. And, uh, and also when you're in India, Singapore, I would say, or Japan, or Europe, it's not so far actually from Bali. Yeah. No, you know, and uh, just a couple of hours. Uh, now the you have direct flight from Denpasar uh, to uh, to Europe or for to China or Singapore. You have uh, how many flights per day to Singapore? So it's yeah. very easy. And and for sure, yeah, you were saying US, but uh, I see a lot, a lot of people also from the West Coast of US coming more and more here, looking at living here. Yeah. Because also the property in US is is very high, and yeah. people are are trying also to look for um, a different place to live. I, w I was looking at a study uh, on the HNWI, yeah. and uh, twenty three percent of of the HNWI are willing to invest in properties during the year. Yeah. So it's um it's a very huge percentage of people who now are looking to spend their money mo mostly in properties. Um, to, uh, to to get ROI, not even to live, or even most of them are always looking for now a second uh, passport, you know, yep. or not passport, but second home. Yeah, so, yeah, it's okay. Yeah. So well, <laughs> it, it's H just H yeah. HNWI. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. HNWI yeah. and uh, the passport. Yeah, yeah, so the government, yeah, yeah. so we will... Uh, mm -hmm. So yeah, we see a lot of uh, people and yeah. HNWI coming yeah. uh, into Bali and looking also with the second home visa to buy properties yeah. and um, to have people to help them to manage uh, this, uh, those properties. Yeah. yeah. Um, if, um, just to, to say again, what is in few words the advantage for a person to give you the property? Because... Do they have to, um, do you take care of also the taxation? How does it work? This is very important things, I think, for our clients because our clients also are asking this all the time, is the taxation. If we give it to you, how do you uh, give back the ROI? Is it free of taxation or do they have uh, to or, uh, handle their own taxation? I mean, we can handle for them, but uh, how does it work? Is it free of tax? Uh, do you declare the tax for them? How, how does it work? Um, so that depends again on the on the requirements. Uh, we can we totally have the the service as well that we can handle the taxes for them. We pay the villa tax, etc. Okay, yeah, cool. that's usually part of the the general um, property management side. Yeah, um, that's just on the the villa tax. Yeah. Now, uh, profit, profits, etc. Um, we would rather advise that that, that the villa, villa owner uh, handles that by with their own tax advisor. Maybe you, yeah, uh, your yeah, service, yeah, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah um, because it's more of a holistic approach, right? Okay. So, um, yeah, if it comes to villa tax, we will handle. If it comes to taxation on the revenue, etc., yeah. 
um, I advise to have a separate uh, a tax, tax advisor. advisor yeah. So yes. you take care of the property itself. Exactly. Okay, taxation of the property. Yeah. And you um, you let the person handle the the property, the personal tax on their side. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Because that's personal in the end. That's not part of the property yeah, management. I piece. see. I see. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, if people are willing to, I don't know, to uh, to buy the, the, the property and um, they want to sublease the property and um, do you do you help them to uh, to find people uh, for long term or you handle only the 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 short term on Airbnb? How how does it work? I have a property and let's say I want to lease for two months you know to somebody um do you handle also the long term or just the the day-to-day or uh in short yes we handle yeah. also the long term yeah. actually um also our side is somewhat incentivized to handle the long term side yeah. uh, and the reason why is because um from a property management perspective long-term guests in the end um uh, keep the investment, the real estate investment, in in better shape. Yeah. Traditionally speaking, um, when you focus on short term, this is totally okay. And we also do uh, the Airbnb short term uh, uh, rentals, but that means there's there's much more wear and tear on the property. There has to be much more work done. This comes yeah. with additional cost. Yeah. yeah. So um, in the end, for us, it's just as uh, incentivizing that we do long term yeah. rentals. And like we discussed earlier. The demand for long-term rentals yeah. is increasing tremendously, yeah, and so there's a lot of demand out there. So um, yeah, we you know we currently um, like some of our properties we have tenants that stay one, two, three months, and it's not a problem. This at is all. very interesting yeah. because this is one of the the discussion I have sometimes is a lot of people are focusing uh, focusing. Yeah. on short term and yeah. i'm sure a lot of you uh, guys are, are focusing on airbnb but the first first of all the taxation on short term is higher than on long term okay Correct. so it's a, it's a best better advantage to do on a on the long term yeah. okay um one month minimum tax. yeah exactly so you want to yeah. do one month minimum usually and then yeah. you got get out of the short term yeah taxation. exactly yes Yes, and, and for example, one client of ours right now, he's um, uh, a software engineer. He's running the, he's a CTO of a, of, of a software company, uh, up and coming software company. His wife focuses on e-education. They are staying in one of our villas and they are, they are super, super happy. Yeah, and this yeah. is exactly the type of target group, these digital nomads, um, uh, people who are now able to live and work abroad. Yeah. yeah? and. Like you said, taxation-wise, it's an incentive. For sure. Maintenance-wise, Maintenance, it's, an yeah. it's an incentive. Yeah. Um, so all of actually the check boxes are out For there. Sure. Taxation. Long term. Um, also, like you say, on the cost. If you have like three, four bedroom, yeah. and if you do on a short term rental every day, and you have to make your laundry every day, yeah. you have a truck of uh, bed sheets to clean. Yeah. And it's a huge cost when it's uh, at a longer, longer rent. Yeah. Uh, people usually pay maybe their electricity, pay uh, uh, the, their own laundry, so you have less things to do. You know, I yeah. think it, in terms of, of taxation, revenue, 
breakdown cost is much 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 better on the long term and and the market also like you said is looking for that Correct. also so um i think it's a it's yeah. something to look at it because uh most of you are coming and we understand the airbnb because it's um it's something that's uh is appealing you know because uh, everybody say airbnb but it's always important as an investor to think about the roi at the end you know right. because if you have to pay a cleaner every day because you make your airbnb meaning that you have to make a higher i mean your cost is higher but when it's long term also it's uh, sometimes we have to balance between revenue and cost and taxation also at the end because taxation is yep. always important especially in in bali and in indonesia now the government is also checking more and more and which is great um the legality of the the, the project the legality of the business and also the taxation you know and uh, everybody i'm sure wants to do it things legally and properly so that's why it's great to always go to a professional that's know i think also all these things taxation management of the properties how to handle the payments also with the the different providers uh, like we said uh, and to make it uh, clean and maximize your roi and also make your investment safe yeah. yes yeah. and and also think about wear and tear right so if you have short-term rentals how much it wears down the building especially if you are an investor that plans to sell at some point. Yeah, so because one is obviously the ROI, let's say our, our revenue generated from our rent once you've done the investment. But the second um, a position you have to always look at is if you want to exit, yeah. right? And if you want to sell the villa again, uh, you want to make sure it's in a good condition. Yeah. So if you have lots of wear and tear because of short-term rental, you have to put a considered investment into it again yeah. to ref refurbish it or you have to do a discount. Yeah. yeah? And that's why long-term, uh, like you said, I, I'm a big fan of long-term rentals. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, because Airbnb also, I mean, we love you again, but always the price is putting down because they yeah. try to compete all the time and advise you or they don't promote you if uh, if you don't have uh, a certain uh, price or whatever, you know, yeah. so it's, uh, it starts to be sometimes very competitive. Yes. And, uh, and at the end... Uh, the ROI is not uh, always here. And like you said, um, when you have everybody, every, uh, somebody to rent every day, at the end of the day is, do you sleep well or not? Is my property going well? Do I have somebody next month? Do I have somebody in two weeks? Okay, in Bali, it's very great because like we said, the occupancy is very high. So yeah. it's not really uh, too much question at the moment because it's booming after COVID. But how would be the market in five years in 10 years we don't know you know but if you can build sublease on long term also to somebody given under management i mean you're you're clean for 10 years and i think Correct. this is also something that people have to think it's always the investment uh how will be my investment in one two three four five years and not only the, the next month yeah Correct. yeah Right. cool yeah we cannot only look at short term we also should yeah. look at the long term yeah vision. exactly yeah yeah cool perfect thank you very nice. much for for this talk um so just to summarize uh it's very uh important also when you buy your property to look at how you will handle your property on the day-to-day -to, -day to avoid also the the hassle of uh um payments of uh, of people that are going to handle on the day-to-day -day, the cost uh, managing the revenue 
managing the taxation. So you can go to a property uh, management company for that or going to MRAB, for example, or another company for all the taxation uh, issue on the revenue or to understand uh, what will be your ROI on the investment. Thank you. It was a great talk. Thank I you really for appreciate it. And uh, see you for the next episode. And you can uh, find uh, uh, your company on the website. Uh, in Ozen. Yes, we will add uh, our, our handle okay, later perfect. and our email address, etc. Okay, so. cool. Thank you very much, guys. And uh, you. see you soon. Bye-bye. Yes. Bye-bye.